CPA and CFP Don Cash has made it his life's work to help people like you plan their finances and achieve their retirement goals. It's time for your money and your life. Welcome into another edition of the podcast. Thanks for hanging out with Don Cash and myself here on Your Money and Your Life. Don is a CPA and a CFP with Donald W. Cash and Associates. And this week on the podcast, we're going to really kind of like a history lesson, so to speak, I suppose. We're going to talk about the longest bull run in market history that was, uh, at the time we're dropping this, was 40 years ago. So maybe some lessons learned from that. What's going on, buddy? How are you? Mark, good. Just, uh, you know, summer's flying by. I can't believe it's August already, right? I mean, it's like I know. we were talking about that's wicked hot. I'm, I don't want to complain because we talked about that before. You know, we think about this in January and February. It's so cold. We can't wait for the summer to come. And now it's just been like <laughs> two or three weeks, maybe more, just constant yeah. heat. Yeah, it's kind of, that's the way it is for humans though, right? Like after, after, you know, three and a half months of something for sure. We're like, okay, can we have something else? You know, so we're kind of ready to, <laughs> kind of ready to move on. So, um, you and I were talking actually at the time we're taping this. My wife and I's anniversary is today, uh, oh. and so or actually tomorrow, excuse me, tomorrow, and because uh, we were going to try to move our podcast taping around a little bit, but you just had yours as well, didn't you? Yeah, happy anniversary to you. And we to just you. had our yeah. 29th wedding anniversary. Okay, um, uh, last week, and we spent the. Uh, actually, the past few anniversaries, as we did this year in Cape May, New Jersey. Nice. Nice little seashore town. It was a wonderful uh, long weekend. Uh, we noticed, though, it was not as um, nearly as busy as it has been over the past couple of years. Interesting, wow. right? Yeah, really. I'm not, sh- I'm not sure if that's due to um, you know, higher hotel prices or gasoline, food, uh, you know, inflation in general, or just people, you know, maybe they have other vacation options now that everything is sort of wide open. I mean, do you have any thinking on that? You know, that's actually probably a good point because, yeah, a lot of people that I've talked to over the last several weeks say every place they've gone this summer has been slam-packed. Uh, so maybe that's the case. Maybe just now more options, to your point. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, could be. Yeah. So let's take a transition here and talk about this week's topic. Uh, lessons learned, I think, is a great way to kind of break this down. Did we learn? Have we learned anything? It's uh, 40 years ago, as I mentioned. So for, I guess, economic geeks, uh, is if that's a good term, <laughs> like <laughs> ourselves, uh, that might be old enough to remember, this week will be seen as the anniversary of one of the longest or one of the greatest bull stock market runs in history, August 12th, uh, 1982. Uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average dropped to its low of 777. Maybe that's a lucky number, maybe. Uh, almost precisely where the index had closed in January of 64, like 18 years earlier. So it was a long time, but in many ways, maybe it doesn't feel like it. A long time ago, I should say. Uh, besides being an, an amazing historical event, Don, what does this mean for how people think and feel about things today? Because I guess the one we just came off of might be considered the second longest bull run. Yeah, it's interesting, right? We look back to 1982, right? That was, look back, that's 40 years ago. But we've looked back in our past, whether it's 20 years ago or 40 years ago. Right. It doesn't seem like, you know, 20 years especially, but 40 years as well. It doesn't seem that long ago, right? No. When you think of like 20 years from now, it seems like that's such a long time in the future. and It's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're 60 years old listening to the show now, if you're 60 years old, you were, you were 20 years old in 1982, and 40 years from now, you'll be 100. 
So if yeah. you live that long, yeah, right? True. So it's reminds me of that movie Back to the Future, right? Oh, it's such a great movie. Ah, oh, I mean, if you close your eyes and think back to 1982, it was a time when the Rocky movies were popular, right? E.T. and Raiders of the Lost Ark were in the theaters. All good movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ronald Reagan was president. Yeah. Michael Jackson had the number one album with Thriller. Was it 82? I thought it was 83, but maybe. Can you believe yeah, that, yeah. Was eight, that was 82? And the, I'm sure those songs you know, went into 1983 or even beyond that. But the top books were uh, Schindler's List and The Color Purple. Mm. So I was Wow, both interestingly up. enough Sp- uh, Steven Spielberg movies later on, right? Yeah, that's right. And yeah. Spielberg had you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? Yeah. E.T. And was E.T., that, yeah. He had a lot of big movies. But I remember that time vividly. And from an economic perspective, uh, as you mentioned, it began like pretty much the greatest bull stock market uh, inter- uninterrupted in, in market history that mm-hmm. ended in 1999, <laughs> another famous song. And I think we're going to party like it's 1999. Yeah, right up until that we thought that the, uh, the Y2K bug was going to get us, right? Exactly. That yeah. was the that was God, the you remember that? Trip. That was that was a, a thing in and of itself, right? Planes are gonna drop from the sky, you know, all that kind of stuff. Crazy stuff. Oh yeah. We we have to have something to be afraid of for yeah. sure, right? Yeah. But that's right. The, the Dow Jones uh industrial average finished that year in nineteen ninety nine. Uh, at eleven thousand four hundred and ninety-seven. <laughs> you just think of that. Right? You know, it started at seven hundred and seventy-seven and finished over 11,000. That's over 17% per year, not including dividends. So, you know, in a few minutes, we're going to put this in perspective to relate this to, you know, the issues that are going on today. But one thing we need to keep in mind is that human nature does not change, right? Financial mistakes that people made in the past certainly were prone to make today. And, you know, we are motivated by fear and greed. And, worry over what's going on now and of course the future um hey mark here's a rhetorical question though related to all this all right when the stock market hit 777 in august of 1982 do you think that most people entering retirement then were looking to invest in a well diversified portfolio that included u.s stocks uh i'm gonna say no they're probably not they're probably looking back over I don't know, the last 20 years of their working lives thinking, you know, you know, we were out of money if they were invested, you know. So, ah, I would say no. They're probably maybe no. CDs. CDs were high, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that's, uh, what is that, recency bias we talk about quite a bit? Is that what you call that, right? It kind of confirms that, that we, uh, we have that thing. We tend to look in the rearview mirror versus looking forward. I think most of us do anyway. Yeah, absolutely. We think what happened recently is going to project into the future, right? Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it causes us to make a lot of mistakes. But you know, for those old enough to remember, getting back to that point of time, 1982, mm-hmm. right. from 1965 to 1982, we had some pretty tumultuous times back then. Just right? a we bit. Had, you know, we had assassinations of Robert Kennedy and Martin Luther King, uh, wars in Vietnam that lasted Gosh, got to be uh, 15 years or, or more. Uh, a couple of wars in Israel, Central America, political events. We had Watergate and the Iran <laughs> hostage crisis and economic <laughs> events, uh, gas shortages, and food prices going up, inflation. Yeah, you know, Donna, I'm, I'm chuckling. I don't mean to chuckle because those are some obviously serious things, but 
Doesn't that sound kind of creepily similar, <laughs> eerily similar to what today? Yeah, right? it sure does. Right? I mean, we've got, uh, we had what that, uh, the president of, uh, was it Japan who that got assassinated not too long ago? Yep. Our former prime minister, something like that. Mm-hmm. Wars in the Ukraine. Uh, obviously, we got tons of politics. That's no shortage of that around here. January 6th stuff, so on and so forth. Economics, clearly, we're dealing with gas, food, and inflation. So kind of wild. Yep. You know, they say that if history doesn't repeat itself, it yeah. tends to rhyme. That's a great saying. <laughs> I'm not sure too. if you ever heard that saying. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. So that's right. You know, when you look back on those events, you think, how did we ever survive that? And, you know, here we are today with a lot of the same issues. Mm-hmm. And when I was a kid, I remember having conversations with my grandparents who survived the depression of the 1930s. They would tell me they would never, ever, ever invest in the stock market. I mean, they were just scarred from what happened back then. And now, you know, if we look back and see what happened in those years after 1982, pretty right. interesting. Yeah. I hope yeah, hopefully they did before 82 got there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, from 1982 uh-huh. to 1999, the economy and the stock market here in the U.S. and all over the world just boomed. Sure. I mean, it was a time of relative peace and and uh, prosperity, of course, and that's not what people were predicting in 1982. So the like today, you know, the headlines and the experts were all predicting gloom and doom, and, and consequently, many investors missed out on some amazing gains, especially early on. And fast forward through those years from 1982 to 1999, and and of course, you know, that was 20 or so years ago in 1999. Tech stocks were all the rage, right? Sure. Uh, the internet was just coming into our lives in a serious way. Getting the dot-com thing going, yep. Yep, and of course, that was a time when we just about everyone was buying cell phones and satellite TVs were booming and people were making money in, on stocks like uh, Dish Network. Remember that? Yep, yep, yep. Qualcomm. Oh, uh, yeah. Here's one that you don't even think about today. Blockbuster Video. <laughs> I miss Blockbuster. <laughs> oh gosh, that was like you know something we still always do on Friday night yeah. get blockbuster video and pizza. That's right, it was a good time. Yeah, uh, pets. dot com, all kinds of dot com stock. Yeah, we're out there. I, you know, actually, times were so good back then. We had a federal government surplus, and the candidates for president in the year two thousand it was Al Gore and George Bush. They were actually debating on how to spend all of this <laughs> excess money. <laughs> wow. Well, they wouldn't give right. her that right now. Yeah, really. The only thing that people were worried about, as you mentioned earlier, was Y2K and what was going to happen with the computers when we transitioned into the year 2000. You know, that would turn into be a really a, a big nothing. And, you know, what do you think uh, most people were thinking on? about in 1999. Well, okay, so if the prior question was what were they thinking about in 82, I don't think they were looking forward. I don't think we were there yet. I'm going to say in 99 because of these things that people were probably like, "Heck yeah, keep it keep the party rolling, right?" Uh, you know, let's let's bump that, would you say 17%? So let's bump it up to like 20%, you know. So <laughs> I guess it goes right back to the recency bias. Yeah, actually, in 99, people were thinking, gosh, you know, like you said, 20%. That's what I expect in my returns, yeah. my 401k. The S&P 500, you know, from 1995 to 2000 was like 25%, 35%, 22%. It was like one year after another. And so, you know, of course, the market and the economy right after that, you know, <laughs> after the year 2000, right. yeah. just crashes. 
uh, starting the year 2000. And over the next three years after 2000, the U.S. stock market goes down over 40%. And mm. some of those dot-com areas were down over 80%. So just think about that, Mark. If someone had like a 401k invested in these areas or, or an IRA or even like a brokerage account, a million-dollar account could have dropped to like $500,000 and or did. less, yeah. right? And it did. And then it's yeah. panic time, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And then over those years, we're hit with 9-11 and the war in Afghanistan and Iraq and, you know, major recession. And, and of course, after that, we recover until the year 2008. And then we get slammed again with a financial banking crisis and the U.S. stock market drops over 35%. So from that decade from 2000 to 2010 the stock market returned just about zero well they call it the lost decade right i mean basically not much happened right there and it's obviously a heck of a roller coaster ride and that's you know some people will say well that's 20 years ago now right so to back to 2000 right so it's 20 years ago 22 years ago and it wasn't that long ago so yeah, you know, even uh, you know when you think about uh, the lost decade into 2010, mm-hmm. the so-called lost decade. Right. I mean, you're talking about like 10, 12 years ago, right? So, right. but here's what people don't realize: if someone did have you know, a nicely diversified 60% stock, 40% bond, kind of a, a standard traditional thing, yeah, yeah, traditional portfolio from 2000 to 2010, it would have held up pretty nicely. Hmm. Um, especially if it was well diversified over multiple asset classes and they had international and large and value and small companies, et cetera. The same million dollar account in that year, uh, 2000, 2010, could have doubled, hmm. right? So, yeah. uh, you know, international and small stocks were up very, very nicely. So the approach, of course, is to just spread out the allocation and to put your eggs in many baskets. Just don't. We just don't know exactly where the gains are going to come from from any given year. That's the difficulty for people who are trying to predict the future. Right. Yeah. The the upshot is, you know, if you did take that disciplined, diversified approach, the upside is you would have avoided a lot of stress and wasted time just trying to figure out what to do at every twist and every turn. Well, I imagine you have people who will say or are saying, if you know, listen to the podcast, you know, I definitely remember those years and it, it stunk. I lost a lot of money. Right. But then conversely, you may have people who say, no, I, I stayed pretty disciplined and didn't make any harsh moves. And maybe it wasn't as bad. Yeah. You know, I've seen that, you know, Mark, I've seen people who actually, you know, are kind of like disciplined people in their personalities. Yeah. They, they say, I stayed pretty disciplined. I didn't it's make- tough to do, though, when the sky seems like it's falling. It, it is, and you know, there's a, probably a good handful that that don't. They right. bail out and they make all the wrong moves. And those, you know, in the past, they may have stayed fairly well disciplined. But if you keep this in mind, if you were, let's say, if someone's 65 or 70 years old today, okay, you were probably 25 or 30 years old in 1982, mm-hmm. or 45 years old in 1999, and now you're in a totally different time of life. You know, those younger years are what I call the savings years of life. And now you're more likely in the preservation and retirement income years of life. And we live life differently now. We think differently now when we're in those years. And many people who are disciplined and maybe stayed the course when they were in their 30s and 40s are at that different time of life today. 
Uh, and I think of that old Bob Dylan line, right? It goes uh, something like this. When you ain't got nothing, you got nothing to lose. Right? That's right. <laughs> and when you're older, there's a lot to lose. So uh, I'll give you a good example, you know, in terms of what people think differently now. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, I was playing golf with a friend who told me, sadly, that his wife was uh, recently diagnosed with dementia. Oh, no. And their lives are, are, are sadly never going to be the same again because of that. So this can last for many, many years, right? Since they're both not that old. So, you know, if you turn back the clock, nobody thinks about those things 20 years ago, right? We're thinking of things like jobs and kids in school, and, you know, responsibilities of life, maybe a vacation planning here and there. Um, but you know, these kind of things just kind of creep up on you. Yeah, no, it's definitely very true. And it's one of the reasons why we, we have to kind of get back into or think about the things that we do talk about frequently, which is, you know, getting educated, staying educated, getting a plan, sticking to it, right? There is something to be said for, uh, you know, you've got a plan, so let's work through the plan versus just, you know, jumping from foot to foot kind of thing. Avoid ma those major mistakes and enjoy the time that you do have. Certainly, you know, we, we want to we need to smile a little bit more. I think certainly we could use that a lot in our society now. And that way we can kind of live a little bit more of an abundant life, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, it's well said, you know, in, in terms of just living that uh, joyful and abundant life as best as you can. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think about that part you said about, you know, avoiding major mistakes. And that usually happens when we react emotionally and don't really think things through or don't get good advice. The mistakes that we make nearing retirement or, or even in retirement are things like, uh, you know, today not taking inflation into consideration when planning for the future, right? People are now looking at uh, bank CDs, maybe they're offering 2%, right? Or, or a savings account offering one or one and a half percent at a bank. And now inflation's at 9%. So you're losing <laughs> right. money yeah. and you're getting taxed on the one or 2%, right? So you got to think that through. And the other issue is not planning for the long-term care, like I mentioned with my friend. I mean, the cost of care here in New Jersey is well over $100,000. could be over $150,000 a year, and that could wipe out a nest egg pretty quickly, not to mention just devastate the family with all kinds of stress related to the care, who's going to manage it, who's going to take care of it, what that means to the family's planning. And of course, not understanding all the taxes that are due. That's another mistake. People don't consider that taxes that are due in their IRA or 401k and what that's going to mean for them and their kids down the road. And here's a big one, Mark, not having an updated estate plan that includes an updated will or power of attorney or living will or funeral instructions. Um, you know, and just, for example, try bringing an old power of attorney to a bank and, and getting anything done. It could be a real nightmare. Oh, geez. Yeah. Those are really good points. And, and weird, well, I don't know if it's weird to say, but Don, you haven't even mentioned things like social security, Medicare, uh, and tax changes that can affect their savings. I mean, it's just, a, there's a lot of stuff on top of the things that you already did mention. Um, they just passed our, you know, the Inflation Reduction Act. I'm really surprised they didn't come up with an acronym for this one since that's <laughs> yeah. what they've been doing uh, in Congress. And of course, you know, they can have this is going to have an impact on our savings as well as tax changes. We've got the potential IRS tax army, uh, you know, 80,000 people they're trying to hire. Just crazy, right? So that's going to go into effect in what, less than four years? So it's certainly going to have 
an impact. And that's why it's important to definitely talk with a professional. I mean, Donna say it every podcast, and that's obviously part of the thing I need to do anyhow. But it is important to talk with someone like yourself from all of these standpoints working together because you are a CPA and a CFP. So you're, you know, you're familiar with a lot of complicated things. And it's important to get that that conversation going, especially have if you haven't done so. So as always, stop by the website, check things out, reach out to Don if you need some help. Um, you know, many times you can have a complimentary review, 15-minute chat, whatever the case might be, but it's certainly worth it when you think about all the complexities that do wrap up into our retirement lifestyle and our retirement uh, plans or lack thereof. So stop by the website, donaldcash.com. That's donaldcash.com, or you can call him at 800-664-1183. Uh, and I, I don't know, Don, I just think that's a, a hugely important thing for people to keep in mind right now. Absolutely. And one, one last point on, on avoiding mistakes, yeah. Mark. Don't make the mistake of wasting time, right? Especially as we get older. Yeah. We only have so much time left in life. And we spoke about how fast time goes by. And it seems like, you know, yesterday in our minds that it was 1982 mm-hmm. or 1999 or even 2010. So don't waste time worrying about the things you can't control, right? You know, just try to control the things you can. And if we've learned anything over these past two and a half years, it's that time is precious, especially time with loved ones. And a solid, well-thought-out plan can really free your mind to focus on the things that really matter. That's a great point. The last two and a half years, you hopefully, right, it's taught a lot of us to be a bit more appreciative than now. Uh, unfortunately, I think we still see our leaders, you know, just nitpicking and fighting over everything. But it's it's really important, I think, for us as individuals and society to definitely focus on the now because of what we've just gone through. So, again, if you need some help, reach out to Don. He's here to help. And now I'm thinking about the 80s, Don. So now I want to go back to 82 because <laughs> there was a lot of good stuff there. So, But we can't go back. So we got to go forward and you need to make sure you got a good plan to help you get there. So reach out to Don again, folks. DonaldCash.com. That's DonaldCash.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple or Google or Spotify or whatever platform you like to use. You can simply type in the name of the show in the search box of those apps and find it that way. It's your money and your life. And, of course, once it pops up, you can hit the little heart button, I believe, on most of those. Or you can stop by our podcasting website and do that as well, doncashpodcast.com. That's doncashpodcast.com. Don, thanks for hanging out, my friend. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Hey, Mark, if we get some much-needed rain over the next couple of days, maybe you can pop in back to the future and flip back to the year 1985. (laughs) There you go. It sounds like a good plan. We'll catch you next time right here on Your Money and Your Life with Don Cash. Investment advisory services offered through Donald W. Cash & Associates, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of New Jersey.